Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Wednesday the 30th of June, the last day of this financial year. And this is the Delta variant of the podcast still for this next week, meaning that my co-host is the wonderful Dan Illich of the Irrational Fear podcast. Hello, Dan. Hello, Dom. I just want to let people know if they do want to give an end of financial year donation to The Chaser, they can by going to thechaser.com.au. Where we constantly ask for money. You guys have mastered the art of clipping the ticket at every place, people, you greet. And uh, we're starting to do that on on Irrational Fear too. So if you want to give a donation, head to my Patreon. Okay, shall we get on with the actual content here? Because it has been a very, very rich day. Sure. In the annals of Australian comedy history with our brand new Deputy Prime Minister getting into, you know, a little bit of hot water with the fuzz. It's very exciting, yes. Barnaby Joyce got busted by filling up at a petrol station in Armidale without a mask. Here's what he said on the Alan Jones program on Sky News. I was going to the airport. I forgot to get fuel for Vicky, filled the car up with fuel, went in 30 seconds later, 200 bucks it cost me because I didn't wear one of these. But that's life. <laughs> Good on you, Barnaby. Good on you, Barnaby. You're disobeying the law during a pandemic. Good on you, Barnaby, continuing on being a criminal. Excellent work, Barnaby. I, just, I love that Alan Jones is trying to get, clearly trying to get rid of him, like at the start of that. Michael McCormack tried that for years. You can't get rid of the man. <laughs> I don't think you can get rid of nationals anyway. I think the Liberal Party have been trying to get rid of nationals for years. So, Dan, he, he was only in the petrol station very briefly, he says, how on earth did he get busted? This is the best part about the story is uh, Barnaby Joyce was dobbed in by a member of the public wow. who called Crime Stoppers <laughs> on uh, 1-800-333-000. If you want to see, if you want to, you want to see justice served, uh, but you don't need to call triple zero, just call Crime Stoppers. I think that is amazing. I think that's fantastic. I think that's uh, better than Neighbourhood Watch. That is making sure our leaders are held accountable because, quite frankly, they can't be held accountable any other way. I love that he's in the Sky Studio waving the disposable mask around. Like Now I know what you still wasn't on his face, though, was it, Dan? That's true. It wasn't on his face because he's too busy talking. He's probably talking about the benefits of the fossil fuel industry to the to the attendant at the service station. Yeah. He's probably talking up gas. In fact, gas is the whole reason why he's in this problem in the first place. That's true. I did do some snooping around on this and I did text somebody who lives in Barnaby Joyce's electorate and I asked him if he dobbed in Barnaby Joyce. I texted Tony Windsor. Oh. Uh, Tony Windsor replied saying, not guilty, Dan, with a thumbs up emoji. There we go. I can see the text on the screen although tell you what, motive is certainly there, isn't it? We've got heaps on the show today. Barnaby Joyce isn't the only coalition politician who's been doing slightly dubious slash funny things this week. The New South Wales Police Minister David Elliott, in charge of the organisation that processed that sanction, has been writing a deeply weird isolation diary for everyone to read. We've got excerpts from it coming up. Yeah, it's like QAnon, but it's not anon. (laughs) Not nearly (laughs) not enough. And I've got some tips for Charles Firth to deal with his kids while stuck in lockdown with them on school holidays. And finally, Dan, you're not going to believe this, but the Prime Minister um, on Monday night actually came up with changes to the vaccine rollout to make it a rollout. Hang on, do you mean just check this out? He's actually doing something? 
Well, they don't have the vaccine in their arms yet, but he says he might, and that's a huge improvement. Well done, Scott Morrison. I just feel like he's the only time he does things is when he comes back from an overseas holiday or there's a national crisis at hand. You've nailed it again, but first let's go to Rebecca Dayanamuno in the Chaser Newsroom. After his first week on the job, colleagues of Barnaby Joyce have begun to think they may have fucked up by promoting him to Deputy PM. In the span of seven days, Joyce has already had a rental income scandal, caused a COVID scare in Parliament, gone on record saying he doesn't give a shit about Melbourne and been fined by police for breaking lockdown rules. Commentators speculate that if he keeps up this pace, he might get elected as PM before the weekend. Victorian Premier and part-time dictator Dan Gulag Andrews has today resumed his reign of terror after successfully taking Sky News' advice to grow a backbone. The Melbourne monster used his first press conference since a spinal injury to laugh maniacally for two hours straight before announcing the entire nation would immediately be plunged into lockdown. In local news, a pair of North Sydney private school parents have exhausted all conversation topics with their disappointing child only 48 hours into the school holiday lockdown. After revisiting the usual topics of school grades and if they'll go into law or medicine, the parents have begun researching how hard it is to put a pre-owned 11-year-old up for adoption. That's the latest news from the Chasers Work From Home News Desk. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. 
All right, I'm ready. I'm Okay, first excerpt. I just hope I get the pretty Indian nurse instead of that work experience kid I got last time. He put the stick so far up my blank it took an hour to retrieve. Us. <laughs> that good. What about you, Dom? Um, I gotta go with pretty sure it's nose, but it could also be throat. Ding, ding, ding. Nose is correct. Dan, get your head out of the COVID gutter. All right, next excerpt. Fuller went deathly silent. What is it about politicians and blank? Bags of money. Massively fucking up in public. Oh, you're close. Actually, they're both kind of similar. It's nudie runs. What is it about politicians and nudie runs? That's not not correct. I want more context on that one, police minister. (laughs) Oh, well, context is not something I'm going to give you today. The next excerpt. Hazard called yesterday. Mm. Some bugger briefed him up that I'd compared him to blank on Facebook and he threatened to get Kerry Chant to extend my ISO for another fortnight if I did it again. Mark Latham. Oh, Ooh. politicians, liberal politicians get angry when they're compared to potatoes, don't they? A potato. <laughs> you are close. Both of those guesses, very, very close. It was Boy George. Boy oh. George? Boy George. Boy George. Well, why would you be, why I'm would you be upset you, about being compared these, to Boy George? These diary entries go through so many twists and turns. Who needs movies anymore? I mean, David Elliott is a karma chameleon, I'm thinking. Yesterday, I binged on blank. Love that show. It inspired me to rummage through Nicole's glory box where I found a silver bell and took to ring it every time I wanted something. Ooh. Oh, Downton Abbey. Chase is war on everything. Well, well done. <laughs> Downton Abbey is correct. War on everything. Uh, so this next excerpt is three blanks, all a part of the same kind of paragraph. So I'll go one at a time, but just know that mm. the next three sentences are all Run related. on blanks. I'm ready. Mm. All right. Ex-girlfriend reached out via Tinder yesterday. She heard I was in ISO and asked if I needed anything. I said I could do with a big bunch of blank and a handwritten card. Well, uh, judging is the police minister and maybe wants to blow off some steam, maybe he's after a big bunch of blanks to put in a gun <laughs> and just fire. I'm going to go for blanks. Oh, you're close. It was carnations. Carnations. Oh. I could do with a big bunch of carnations and a handwritten card. All right, now what this continues. What kind of continues. police minister wants carnations? Well, keep 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 holding on to that question, Dan, because it oh, keeps God. going. Haven't so much as seen a petal. A bit stingy, given I used to take her flowers every time there had been a blank at Rockwood funeral. Well done. And we t- he grabbed he grabbed flowers off the grave. What kind of man is this? This is the police minister, Dom, stealing flowers from Rookwood graves to <laughs> give to Tinder dates. All right, so we've had carnations, then funerals. This is how it keeps going. This is the end of this paragraph. Still haven't seen that blank. WAP. Close. Pussy. Oh, both very commendable answers, but the correct answer was steak and kidney pie, gentlemen. Oh, steak and kidney pie. That gets a no from me. All right. I feel like this guy is like clearly ridiculous, but kind of find myself liking a liberal hardline police minister. What's going wrong with him? <laughs> I kind of want to share a beer with this man. I oh, feel if, like if that nothing is... else to work out the inner workings of how these diary entries are formulated. I feel like that, that's kind of the theme of this podcast, this episode. Usually we hate on cops, but today I feel like we are praising cops for all sorts of things. Diary entries, yeah. arresting Barnaby Joyce, all I kinds mean, of things. Yeah, you've heard of ACAB, but what about all cops are formulating diary entries on LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I look forward to having a beer with this man and finding out more about the inner workings of his mind. As soon as he gets a more suitable job, any other job. 
This episode is brought to you by the National Party. Whether it's sending the terror squad to arrest comedians, pork barreling sports fields, getting fined for not wearing a mask, moving mice to the inner city, or just saying you don't give a shit about Melbourne, we're focused on the things that really matter during a pandemic. It's time for another one of these. COVID Watch. We're just going to do this segment every day, I think, Dan, because mm. there is so much COVID news around in the community. Queensland has just unleashed a three-day lockdown, started at 6pm last night, um, you know, going hard and fast, showing New South Wales up again. Mm. But, uh, yes, yeah, southeast Queensland and even Magnetic Island, for some reason, included on uh, in the lockdown. So don't think you can go and get the, the boat out to that. Not going to happen. No, lockdown, three days. It's a very tough situation in Queensland. Uh, I feel like they waited just until they lost so badly to New South Wales in State of Origin that, that <laughs> they were like, you know, now that we're lost, we're going to kick everyone out. I think that's a smart idea. Of course, Actually, that's true. They should have started the lockdown from last week before Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. That would have been very, very pretty. Yeah, that way, that, that way they wouldn't lose. They could cancel it. The funny thing is, Dan, the person who was infected here was moving around the community for something like 10 days. That whole time... The government's focus was on keeping people from New South Wales out and then WA and then NT and then everywhere else. And they're like, wait, we've got the border. Oh, wait, oh, one of them slipped in 10 days ago. Yeah, yeah, slipped in through the back door, a.k.a. Northern Territory. It's very strange. I, I feel sorry for Queensland because they've been trying to do everything right. And this this guy who got it in Queensland, he got it not out of being kind of malicious or, or kind of trying to or flouting the rules or or not being cautious. He got it while he was in transit in a quarantine hotel. It's such a such a weird bummer for Queensland. Like mm. it's really easy to hate on the New South Wales limo driver because he was driving to and from the airport without being vaccinated or or without being cautious. But it's really hard to to blame someone who thinks they're safe in a quarantine hotel. Although at this point, Dan does anyone in a quarantine hotel actually think, well, there's not going to be any Delta variant in here? <laughs> no. Those gaps are plugged. No, if you don't have Delta variant, that's where you go to get it. Yeah, <laughs> the quarantine it's pretty hotel. pretty much a, a stop and shop for COVID variants now. On that, Dan, National Cabinet met on Monday night and they actually made some changes. Don't fall off your chair. Hang on, what are they doing? They've actually decided that people involved in hotel quarantine need to be vaccinated and that should be mandatory, including people working in transport. What would it take for Scott Morrison to actually fix the system? Well, a massive failure of it, apparently, or at least maybe the third or fourth or fifth. Who would have thought that 18 months after the pandemic started, Scott Morrison would start to do something? It's very strange for him. Now, Dom, I don't know if you remember this, but about a year ago, we had something called the National COVID-19 Coordination Commission. Do you you remember that? These were a group of prominent business leaders from from, uh, executives from banking and mining and fossil fuels, and they were tasked with coming up with a solution to help with COVID-19. Dom, do you remember what the COVID-19 Coordination Commission's number one recommendation was? I'm going to guess keep things open so that business doesn't suffer. It was to build gas pipelines. (laughs) What? And to build a gas-fired power station that's going to operate at 2% capacity for most of the time. That was what the National COVID-19 Coordination Commission, run by a whole bunch of fossil fuel executives, said would solve COVID-19. Now, gas pipelines don't seem to be solving COVID-19. Well, presumably, given this government, they haven't even built the gas pipeline, quite apart from it not helping. <laughs> no, they've announced it, which is great, which is, which is better than building it. You know, they say when, whenever you have a hammer, everything looks like a gas well. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So the government also has announced that workers in aged care are going to have to be mandatorily vaccinated 
by September. Just as long as we don't rush with this, Dan. What was it? The outbreak began in aged care in April last year. Don, we should remember that it's not a race. It's not a race. It's a marathon. It's a race to the bottom of the global vaccination rollout. Slowest in the OECD. So if it was a race, we would be dead last. Or if you look at the chart the other way around, we would be top of the list. But we're not. We're the bottom of the list. I did enjoy Joe Hockey tweeting how bad it was. Uh, prominent liberal leader of the past uh, yes. saying how, how terrible we are going. And I guess he was on the beers because he deleted it shortly after. <laughs> and you saw that the location on that tweet, he was in France. <laughs> I think he was out with Matthias Corman or something. Like, mate, uh, just no. He was out with George Papadopoulos having a drink. Oh, wouldn't be surprised. And the final big change for National Cabinet, Dan, AstraZeneca now available for the under 60s. So it's been very, very strange. It was 50 plus, then it was 60 plus, and then almost as, as a thought bubble, they went, actually, this whole small risk of clotting thing is nothing compared to the massive, clear and present risk of getting the Delta. It's not exactly surprising there's some hesitancy and confusion in the community, Dan. No, that's true. And I feel like there's a lot of millennials out there who are really keen to get a vaccination, uh, but they might have to be pushed to get AstraZeneca because it's had really bad press. And I reckon if you've got a free major laser CD with every AstraZeneca, <laughs> then that could be something. Or maybe a bit of signed merch from Flume, then that might get young people in. When I say young people, people under 40. <laughs> could they possibly um, make a vapable version of the AstraZeneca? Yeah, to, uh, yeah a vapable version. If um, you got a free house deposit um, with every Every AstraZeneca. Just mix it up with the smashed Avo. Hey, there's enough smashed Avo to go around. Can we have a smashed Astra? A smashed Astra, that would do the job, yep. Are you going to get it, Dan? You're under 40. I really want to go get the AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, So I think the first available opportunity that my local doctor has it, I'll pop pop down and get it. But I also want a freebie as well. So if I get an AstraZeneca vaccine with some smashed Avo on the side, then I'm interested. After all, I do live in Bondi. (laughs) You certainly do. From the makers of Bridget Jones's Diary comes the new Hollywood smash hit, David Elliott's Diary. Up nice and early as I get to have my third COVID test this morning. I hope I get the pretty Indian nurse. Relive all the fun, all the magic, and all the segments that make you go, wait, this guy is the police minister? The police minister actually wrote that? Cousin called yesterday. Some bugger briefed him that I'd compared him to Boy George. And then I had an argument with Robbo about the definition of COVID kilo. But yesterday I binged on Downton Abbey. I love that show. A roller coaster ride from start to finish. The David Elliott Diaries is sure to have you rolling in your seat one minute and weaving for the state of modern politics the next. Ex-girlfriend reached out via Tinder yesterday. She'd heard I was in ISO and asked if I needed anything. I said I could do with a big bunch of carnations and a handwritten card. I haven't seen so much as a petal. David Elliott's Diary, coming this July to a political theatre near you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The National Party, looking out for the true everyday Australians. 
by everyday Australians would mean billionaire coal miners, gas companies and mouse removalists does not include 75% of Australians living in major cities. Dom, I think there's one way we can get to the front of the queue. We are very good at building big things, big bananas, big worms, big sheep, big pineapple, big prawns. Now, if only someone at CSL could build a big giant syringe or maybe even better, a big giant MRA strand, maybe just maybe we can pump out enough vaccine to get vaccinated before September. It's not a bad idea. Um, what else could we have? Big PPE for for the aged care sector? <laughs> uh, yeah, a gigantic mask just to cover each nursing home. That would be great. One big nursing home. Each, each nursing home could be turned into a bubble. That's a great idea, an actual bubble. And maybe a big hat for Barnaby Joyce with a built-in mask. <laughs> yes, yeah, something that Barnaby Joyce can compete with Pauline Hanson, who is always going to be wearing a burqa in Parliament. Sounds like a good idea. If you want more news around the clock, chaser.com.au is the place to go. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, TikTok. Don't forget Dan's Irrational Fear podcast comes out weekly as well. Our gears from Rode Microphones and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow, Dan. See you tomorrow. Bye.